Previously on Fantastic Forum. Larry is no longer with us. And Hello? He's, he's, they're finally going to have him in the, halfway through this episode. I don't know what Moses Magnum and everyone else is talking about. Holler, <laughs> who are you? What do you want? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I'm listening to Mo talk, right? I'm like, wow, he's usually pretty intelligent. If we used logic in this show, you wouldn't listen. All the female characters kind of come together to just have like a friggin' money shot. We're going to get some clarity from chat, the people that know the Infinity Gauntlet more than anybody. Or what makes it like not in line with the rules that they've set for the movie? What about the movie? We're talking about the movie? <laughs> Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live, Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific on allgames.com. Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the Cal. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He is Oz. Are we still in the end game? I think we've officially left the end game. So we're far from home now? <laughs> Next, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> also, he's the backbone. He's the pillar. He's the strength of Fantastic Forum. Our nigh-invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. So the Eye of Agamotto's gone, huh? Uh, I I guess I don't. That's a good question. I guess so. Wow, that's wild. As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Uh, sometimes you realize that a key portion of a character has been changed fundamentally, and you, you didn't really recognize that fact until your friend pointed it out just a moment ago. Welcome to Fantastic Four. Uh, we got a great show for you today because we're gonna be doing some reviews of Detective Pikachu, uh, and also we're gonna bring you. A, uh, a brief a brief impression of Howard Stern's book, Howard Stern Comes Again. And we'll be bringing you the latest and greatest in comic book news, along with whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. 
We'll tell you how it is that you can get down with Fantastic Forum in just a moment. But first, uh, we want to make sure that we thank our sponsor. Uh, well, no, no, I'm sorry. First, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Sally's South Bay's best comic book store. Get all your comic book needs met there. All you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. There it is. You can do it now. They're open. They're open. Also, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we got a few different ways for uh, for you to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. You know you want to. Why are you even trying to front on us, really? Come on. Join the party. Join the conversation. Let us know what you think of the things that we're talking about, and let us know what you think about the things we're not talking about. So, um, yeah, all that's out the way. Uh, I'm, I'm looking into chat and i see tiger claw saying what's up fantastic forum and have you guys seen detective pikachu i think we finally have a movie that broke the video game movie curse i will pray to the makers of sonic the hedgehog movie as they work tirelessly to fix sonic's design (laughs) does it really qualify as a video game movie because it's not like an adaptation of the game it's more of an anime adaptation isn't it i that's what it looks like to me i haven't seen it but i haven't seen it either the game detective pikachu Oh, it, oh, there is a Detective Pikachu game? Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Right. If I mean, I, honestly, I would say that there's a case to be made that it's a video game movie just because it's about Pokemon and that's where they originate. But I didn't even realize it was a de- Detective Pikachu game. Like, if there's actually a game, then... Well, no, they didn't originate in video games. They originated in manga, didn't they? And then I thought they the ha- games came first. I remember the manga and then the cartoon and then the games. Nah, the, the games. Uh, definitely the game was first. first. Yeah, the, the the game comes way before the cartoon. I know that much. Now I can't. I don't know about you know. I don't know about the manga, but I'm pretty sure it was a game first. Well, I think you're wrong. It doesn't come way before the game comes out first, but the anime and manga were followed closely behind, and they were developed mostly around the same time. So, so like when you say closely, you mean like you talk about like months, a year? I mean, uh, don't less get me wrong. than a year? Huh? Less than a year? Less than a year? Okay, no, well, that's fair. So, huh? That's interesting. Because I guess, you know, the game came first. Well, but then I guess conceptually, I guess that at that point you have to talk about what comes first conceptually then, right? Like, was it a game somebody made that they're like, we can make this into a cartoon too? Or was it yeah. like, yeah, that's what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's I think one of those things I, where they could just make money off it, so they put it in anything they could. Yeah, I mean, like, for instance, like, when you talk about Transformers, I mean, we all know Transformers because of the cartoon. Yeah. But but if you ask people what Transformers are, they're toys, because that's where they originate. Like, they originate as toys, you know? So, but you know what? I might be saying that, but shoot, as far as some people know today, they might be like, oh, they're movies. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're Michael Bay movies, right? It's like, man, don't make me punch you, little kid. I don't want to, but I will. I will punch you. You know you want to. I... Oh, gee. So, so Detective Pikachu, I know Moses, you and I did not see it, but Oz, Jay, you all saw it, right? Yeah, yes. I saw it. Okay. Well, I mean, address Tiger Claw's assertion. D- did it break the video game movie curse? I didn't know there was a curse. What's the curse? Oh, come on, Oz, dude. 
You know how terrible video game movies have been. Not all of them. Which was the good one? Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed? You saw Assassin's Creed, right? No. Okay, well then. <laughs> That's why it's the good one, because he's never seen it. Uh, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's like, you, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy watching Assassin's Creed, because I did. It's a terrible movie. It has some great people in it, which is sad, like. Who knew that you could have, like, as amazing as a actor as Fassbender is, and it's just, like, it's just garbage. It's garbage. I still enjoyed it, but it's garbage. Um, well, Joe brought up Resident Evil, and those are, are successful, and they're, you know, varying <laughs> qualities, but, you know, first one that was good. I liked the first one. See, but notice that you said was, those were successful. You didn't say they were good. You know, the last, like, I, I hear you saying they vary in quality, but... The last yeah, Tomb Raider was, was good. I don't I was actually only specifically talking about the first Resident Evil. Oh, okay. After that, they're kind of garbage. And again, like, I love those movies, except for, like, the last one. But yeah, they're garbage as adaptations. Like, Resident Evil, just on its own as a movie, is not a good movie. The first it's, one? Yeah, it's passable. No, it's good. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it is. You've seen good movies, Mo. Just just compare it to like a movie you think is actually. Yeah, well, I'm comparing it to like a zombie movie. No, see, that's your problem. Like, it, not 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 a good zombie movie. A good movie. You see how that differs? Like, don't don't try to put it into like a genre. Like we're just talking about a good movie because that that's the whole thing where it's like. So I can't call it a good video game movie. You, what we're hoping is we can be like, here's what a good video game movie is. And then you can, we're trying to compare Detective Pikachu to it. But I think we've been having trouble just coming up with a good video game movie. No, I gave you one. Which so the one? Last, the last Tomb Raider? Yeah. I didn't see that one. Was mm-hmm. was that a good movie? Yeah, it was good. Who was in it? Uh, Vikander. I forget her first name. I think it's Alicia. Oh, damn. I totally missed that movie. It's, huh? the, it's the chick from Deuces Machina, I think. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, I know people liked it a lot. It, did it do well? That's a good question. The new Tomb Raider movie that's coming out looks good too. And the, it's, it's, there's it's, a new Tomb Raider movie coming out. Well, it's they call it Dora the Explorer, but yeah, you are dumb. <laughs> that's hilarious. You know, the Dora the Explorer um, um, preview, like the trailer for it, like it didn't make me want to go see it, but I thought it was an interesting take like having actually seen that cartoon and seeing like how they translated it into like what would be a feature film i was like oh, i could like i could see somebody that's a fan of that cartoon going to that movie and enjoying it well i can see somebody that's not a fan going and enjoying it because i know i want to see it oh well, there you go now is she is is that young lady latina i don't know <laughs> i think uh, so I did be. they did they whitewash dora she's peruvian Oh, that works. I, per, okay, but but is Dora Peruvian? Well, Dora's not all, not a teenager either. Listen, what what? You know what? I need I, you to stop watching Fox News so much. I, I just think the regular questions like uh, normal people. I think they browned her up for the movie though. Like just, they they tanned her up because I'm looking at pictures I, of this chick and she is a lot lighter than in that movie. At least the previews. Is, is Dora Peruvian? Uh, no, but we already we already established that. People of color are interchangeable. <laughs> okay, okay. I just look. That's all I was trying to find out because I, you know, like I said, I don't watch the show like that, so I don't know. I, I, I thought she was Mexican, but I'm, I might be wrong. Yeah. I just, I'm I, just I'd like, like to help what? you, but I don't watch that show. Yeah, no, and that's okay. Like it's okay not to know. I just was wondering because I was like, it's weird because I'm like, I know there, like there are Mexican actresses everywhere, at least in Hollywood. 
they're definitely here. There's Mexican <laughs> actors in that movie, just not Dora. Well, but that's the whole, but that's the main character. So that's why I'm like, you know. You don't know that. I we don't know. Seen it. Yeah. I can't, I can't. I, I'm looking her up and I can't, it doesn't say where she's from. So maybe she <laughs> might, she might just be generic Latina girl. Oh, because yeah. from, she's from Latinx. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't find any info on where she's specifically from. Because that was the only thing about the the, the thing that kind of like bugged me a little bit where I was just like, I'm not sure that that young lady is Latina. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm just like, I mean, she's speaking Spanish periodically, but that doesn't mean anything because Lord knows, man. It's like Hollywood will definitely put a white person in a role and have them speak in a language that they like didn't have any business speaking to begin with. You know, yep. So I don't know. I was just like, oh well. But it w- it didn't look like a terrible movie, except I guess the monkey looked a little weird. But outside of that, oh, now you care about the CGI. Now you see the CGI. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, when, when you have levels, the little Mexican monkey, oh, it's horrible. But you're. Okay, I mean, whatever. it doesn't look like it belongs in the shot with anything else. Neither did half of Endgame. Well, listen, all the stuff you were complaining about was real. Not the floating heads. Listen, or the mo- Hulk. most of the stuff he was saying was floating heads turned out to be Look, real the, people. The Hulk was a floating body. Okay, okay. Listen, he, the okay. Hulk was there. Look, that was real? All, all I'm saying is uh, monkeys are a real thing, and not Hulks. Hulks are not. That's no, there's never been an, a Hulk in real life. But there's been, you can go to the zoo and see a monkey. Not this monkey. Well, I, all I'm saying is the Lion King can make animals look real. Yeah, no, the Lion King looks and like it has good the CGI. Have that budget, and that's why I'm like, you can tell. That's all I'm saying. It's like, don't, don't make it seem like I'm trying to be nitpicky here. It's like that monkey doesn't look like it's in the shot with anybody else. It, it's not supposed to. What, why is it not supposed to? The design is like a hybrid. Like in the cartoon... He's like a talking animal friend. And the, the CG, they kind of went like, they didn't commit to making it full monkey. So it's like in between what a monkey would be and what the actual cartoon is. Oh, that's a mistake then, Joe, right? I think he's going to talk I in the movie. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Just, da- Danny Trejo is, voices Boots in the movie. No. Are you serious? I'm serious. I'm, look- I'm looking right at it. Danny Trejo, Boots the monkey. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude. I'll tell you what, man. Voiceover must pay good because just like for for like a Danny Trejo to be that monkey, and for like a Vin Diesel to be like Groot, Lawrence, Benicio what? del Toro, Swiper the Fox. I'm assuming that's really? an animal. Benicio del Toro? Yeah, he's in it. Wow, he'll do anything, huh? Benicio del Toro will do anything. So will Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. Like he was like a, getting them is not a big deal. Wow, this this character seems racist. Uh, there's a character, beautiful Latina woman named Pia Miller, is playing a character called Mommy. She's Mommy? not the she's not the mother. Oh, M A M I. Yeah. I mean, is that is that like is that in and of itself racist? It depends on what they mean. Like if she's just walking by and like the dad's like, "Hey, mommy," then it's, well, I guess sexist is more of it. You know. <laughs> I was just trying to make sure I understood. I was like, they have, yeah, uh, I, thought, I thought it could definitely be sexist more so. But even then, who knows? It depends on the context, right? There's a, a German-born woman playing Inca princess. That's that's wild. I mean, but at the same time, too, like, unfortunately, most people, like, they eradicated the Incas, right? No, they're still around. Peruvians are Incan. My best friend is married to an Incan. Who? Sal. Me. Oh. Sal. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Wow, Oz, that's rough. 
<laughs> I should have been like, no, I'm not. <laughs> that would have been funnier. Yeah. <laughs> My best Midwestern friend. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. Oh, jeez. Yeah, his wife is, is totally inking. Like, when he goes to Peru to visit, when they go visit her family, like, they're up in the mountains and shit. What what does that mean? They're up in the mountains. In the, like they live in the, on the Andes. Yeah, in the homeland of the in the traditional homeland of the Incas. I think all of Peru is in the, uh, above that altitude, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Goes over there, chews on the cocaine and everything. Yeah, chews on the cocaine. Well, the coca yeah. leaves. Yeah, it's a it's like drinking a monster for them. <laughs> okay, that's not even a joke. That's that's legit. Mo tell you. Yep. So, Detective Pikachu, is that joint any good? Well, we well, just reviewed did it, it. Did it break that curse, I guess, is what we're trying to figure out. It, it was it was a good movie, and uh, I didn't consider it a video game movie because, to, to me, I thought the, the show came first, but I could be wrong about that. Ryan Reynolds and the, the, the other actor, I forget his name right now, they're doing like a, a buddy cop movie, a kind of a noir detective movie and everybody else around them must have just watched the anime and they're doing an anime because <laughs> like there's a there's another character that that comes in who's a reporter and the second she steps in like she is just way over the top with i'm a serious reporter asking some questions with a phone to your face because you better answer me and it just it's like watching a, a anime tv show but then ryan reynolds and pikachu and and the other guy are like seriously doing a buddy cop movie and it still works though it's not like it, it you you would expect that to kind of clash but it works because those two have a really good dynamic working together joe what did you think um i thought it was good um <laughs> like, it was definitely entertaining but it's kind of average like not a little better than average like i wasn't bored necessarily and it's definitely amazing to look at uh because it looks really good but the story is kind of predictable a little generic and uh it's uh, not as funny as i thought it would be like the co the trailers focus a lot on the comedy and you don't really get that you only get like a little of that in the movie now when you say that do you mean it, like the okay. best jokes the best jokes are in the trailer is that what you're saying or um pretty much yeah okay like with the exception of the like they only show you part of the mr mime scene and like there are parts in that that are really funny the mr like, mime scene that is, is definitely the mr really mime scene is the best scene in the movie as far as comedy yeah i would agree that was the funniest scene but the throughout the whole movie i mean it's it's like deadpool in pikachu's body essentially you know he, is I mean, he talking he, trash like deadpool yes I mean, he can't he can't curse, but he's definitely talking trash. He's a dick to everybody around him, and he even says it at some point where he's like, "Oh, so I my problem is that I push people away with blah blah blah." You know, he, he does that whole thing, which like was really it's a it's a Deadpool thing to kind of like realize what he's doing. Mm. I, I did hear a reviewer say that like basically Detective Pikachu does not shut up throughout the whole movie, and it was a turn off for some and and. It was what made the movie for others, but yeah. I think 90% 90, 90 of Pikachu's dialogue is great. It works. I liked it. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it doesn't work. It, it, okay. It, 
I, I've described it as kind of a buddy cop movie, but it's also uh, a movie about a kid getting to know his dad after his dad's dead. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to solve this mystery. Pikachu thinks the dad is alive. The kid doesn't think he's alive. But as they're getting these clues together, he's learning more and more about his dad, realizing that maybe he's not the, the person he thought he was when he was a little kid. You know, there, there's there's a lot of level to this movie. And yeah, it is it is kind of predictable. I mean, it's essentially a kid's movie. Let's not yeah, let's I, not get that as wrong. It, should it, be. It, it 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 is a kid's movie. So you can't have the usual sus- suspects and then your audience is like 7, 8, and 10. Yeah, you can. Where? Hoodwinked. What is that? It's a kid's movie. It's is a that- cartoon and it's literally it's the it's the big bad wolf uh and it's basically like it's like a kids remake of, of uh the usual suspects but with the three pigs oh, you and... not heard of that hoodwink yeah like it know. had two movies in theaters and like 10 directed dvd sequels well technically it's only like two or something but still it's like got like a lot of exposure i mean it probably just wasn't that good no it was just as good as as a as a what's that movie? The one I just said. It. Usual Suspects. Yeah. No. I Usual Suspects is a cult classic. Hoodwinked. So is Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked didn't even get a sequel. It got like five sequels. Director video. That no, it got one. In no, the one was in theaters. Oh, one one of the sequels is in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, is that really the poster for Hoodwinked? Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I photoshopped that within the last five seconds. I mean, listen, you're very talented, Oz. I don't put it past you. Damn, I can't argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I stand corrected, Moses. You can, I guess you can do children, usual suspects. I, I will have to take a look at this movie. Now, is this actually a children's even, movie or is yeah. it just animated joint? No, it's a children's movie. And uh, it... uh. I think it ends exactly like with the sunglasses scene and everything. Oh, that's a Warburton movie. Yeah, Patrick Warburton. Yeah, he's the big bad wolf. Oh, oh yeah, man, I might actually like this. Anne Hathaway's Little Red Riding Hood. I don't, I don't remember this at all. But hey, we can fill the Grand Canyon with the things that I don't remember. <laughs> you call yourself a Usual Suspects fan? <laughs> I mean, I I am a Usual Sus- Suspects fan. But does that mean that I have to make sure that I see all the animated movies that parody usual suspects? Or yeah, oh, okay. Well, I guess like I'm about to take my fandom to the next level. <laughs> all that to say, Detective, Detective Pikachu is good. I liked it. Is it the best video game movie you ever seen? No, Tomb Raider is a better video game movie. Got it. But Tomb Raider is made for mm-hmm. adults. Tomb Raider the 2018, not Angelina Jolie. Although I like the Angelina I mean, Jolie I'm, one because she's hot. live action movies. I mean, you can. I mean, you can do animated because the Resident Evil animated, the animated Resident Evil movies are amazing. Okay, see, I haven't seen those. Uh, the Dragon Age animated movie was amazing. Okay, add mm. to the queue. Um, those are just the two I could think of off the top of my head. Word. Yeah, that was life. And I would say Ethan Bose is better than Detective. Well, at least the Resident Evil, like I say, that's better than Detective Pikachu. Did you guys like the original Mortal Kombat? I've seen that in chat. Somebody's asking. The original Mortal Kombat that was movie? Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I thought I, the original I, was was good for the time. Yeah, I, I like that. I think I think that that's what that's what you have to say like for the time, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. If I saw I, it today, I'd be I'd ask what the fuck am I watching? But when it yeah. came out, it was amazing. 
Yeah, but I think it's actually, with the exception of Reptile, it still works. You think so? Mm hmm. It has its good parts, definitely. But I don't know. Like, I feel like narratively, the Mortal Kombat movie is not a great flick. Action, it's great. But especially considering, like, how good stories can be in the Mortal Kombat universe, it's like, you know, it it's definitely good for the time. But I think, like, I feel like even if you updated everything, like, say you, say you did that exact same, like, you... You did that same script, but you you did it with modern day techniques as far as like making the movie. I don't know that people would would be like this was a great movie. I think it would be considered a little hokey. Oh, you know what? Angry Birds was good, even though it wasn't successful. Uh, Warcraft was really good. You know, I wanted to see Warcraft, but I didn't get to. I didn't get to finish it. And I know, I know they loved it in China. Well, China loves anything that's big CGI stuff. Yeah, that's kind of true. Like they don't like realistic shit. Did Did you all see like the they released that um that Netflix joint Wandering Earth? Did you all hear about this? I oh, didn't. I heard about it, but I haven't seen it. What oh, dude, it? you gotta watch Wandering Earth. It's crazy. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> it's huge blockbuster movie in China. It, it's a Chinese movie, and the Netflix joint they released it on Netflix here, and uh, you know it's it's uh, dubbed, so you know you can watch it without subtitles if you want. But it's a spectacle, man. Literally, the first five minutes will make you be like, "Wait, what's happening? <laughs> like, what are we doing?" <laughs> and if you don't feel that way, well, then look, you're in for the best movie you've ever seen. <laughs> 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 for the rest of us we'll be like wait what but hey god bless you man i'm not i'm not bad at you i'm not here to tell you what you're supposed to like and not like <laughs> how how are the effects he likes uh, the effects aren't aren't i mean i guess they're somewhere in the middle you know what I'm saying they're not the worst you've ever seen they're not the best you've seen either but it's it's more so the concept because the concept like I went into it blind and I was just like wow like who felt like this like like even I mean you all know me like I love science fiction it's like I have no problem trying to you know to uh suspend my disbelief but there's some things where you're just like wait what like that like you know and that this is one of those movies where it's just like that that doesn't even make sense like what like, doesn't make like, sense? Because I'm looking at the at the plot, and it's basically the sun's about to go red giant, and so they're leaving the planet to go find another planet. And then no, shit goes no, down. that's not that's not the plot. Read it again. That's like it says plot. That's the plot. No, some someone someone put it down wrong. That's not what. Yeah. See, in the future, the sun has aged and is about to turn into a red giant, pushing the nations of the world to consolidate into the United Earth government, a world government, to initiate a project to move Earth out of the solar. Se- oh, they're moving Earth. They're not moving yeah. out. <laughs> See? Oh, See? Okay. oh, okay. Now you me. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I read that and, and logically thought, right. oh, they're moving exactly. out of Earth. Like, no, they're moving you Earth. Corrected it in your head, like. That doesn't even make sense. So I put it into something that makes sense. We're like, oh, they're they're colonizing. No, these fools aren't colonizing. Wait, wouldn't it like freeze? Hey, hey, man, what did I say? <laughs> I need you to listen to me now. Listen, that, no, listen. Like the, the plot was the, the the synopsis made so little. Like you, it's like in, you know how when you mess around and you read something and they're like, if you put the letters backwards, your mind automatically puts it in the right order. 
Yeah, yeah. That's what that's just what happened to me. That's exactly what you just did with the plot. <laughs> I, I I think I owe you it an was apology. So nonsensical that your your mind made it into something that made sense because like no no that couldn't mean that because that's ridiculous. That's the plot. It is funny because you tell me read it again but slowly and then, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that moment. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so crazy! I'm telling you, it's it's worth watching. That I you promise. know what? The title makes sense now. The Wandering Earth. That's what I'm saying, man. I was like, dude, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I just started watching it with Nia, and we were both like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what?" Oh, uh, must have driven Nia crazy because she knows the math. Oh, like dude, she knows what would happen. It's the best experience. Uh, it made it so much more enjoyable. Box office, $700 million. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Off a $50 million budget. There you go. I'm pretty sure that's all in China. Yeah. It's a Netflix blockbuster, and they just released it with like no fanfare on Netflix. And because, you know, they know like America audience is going to be like, wait, no, dude. But that kind of goes to what you were saying, where it's like they like CG stuff. Oh, this has CG in it. It's like uh, until you you haven't seen you've never seen the entire Earth being pushed by a bunch of world boosters now until now. China's communist, right? Do they have to watch it? Like, is it a a thing of national pride? (laughs) What? Why? What? I don't know how (laughs) communism works. (laughs) No, they don't have to watch. Well, basically, they have uh, social credits. So if they watch movies made in China. They get points, and if you don't, then uh, it like negatively affects your score, See? which can affect your how you live, like your quality of life. See, y'all making fun of me. Joe's educating you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure people in China choose not to watch Chinese-made movies, the same way how people in America choose not to watch American-made movies. Like seven, seventy, seven hundred million. It's like that. That's what I'm saying. It's like listen. It's like they'll they'll watch the ones that they think are good and they like, and they won't watch the ones that are bad. But they liked this one. <laughs> I'm adding that. To I'm gonna, they want the credits or not? I, I guess. Hey, I I don't live in communist China, so I don't know. If if you say that's how it works, I believe you because that doesn't sound like. Look, one, you don't pull stuff out your ass often, and two, that doesn't sound like the kind of factoid you would just make up, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that's not one of a that's not a J special where he's like oh let me go ahead and just say this this number it's probably this that's what that's J specialty randomly will make up a a, a statistic like a percentage every every so often not often no but every it, so often. if Joe says it I believe it if it was Mo or something like that then I'd question it but... <laughs> right I, I can't be honest <laughs> you can be it's just up to us to like figure out if you are or not. <laughs> It's like a it's like a quest. <laughs> like if Mo was like, "Yeah, man, they got this movie where they put a booster on the Earth to push it out the solar system," you'd be like, eh. "What strain are you on today?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Lawrence said it, so I was like, well, "I don't I don't know what to believe anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you looked up the plot yourself. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's what I was like. I don't. I'm not even, I wasn't even trying to tell you all what the movie was about. I was just like, come yeah. on, reading. I the... already, I already knew. But oh, you saw yeah. it? No, no, I haven't seen it, but I knew the plot already because yeah. I heard somebody was telling me about it at the shop. Oh, dude, what? it's wild, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Look, there's literally a scene in the movie where a guy takes a minigun and cusses and shoots at Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter's the enemy. 
Does he does he hit it in the eye? I mean, spot. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, man, it's it's a wild ride, man. I was just like, what? How long is it? Two hours. Gosh, How long? Two hours. Oh wow! I give you, you the exact time, but it, when I saw it, it was around two hours. Let's see, runtime 125 minutes. So yeah, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. Two action-packed hours of awesomeness. I'm gonna so watch it. It's gonna be better than Endgame, isn't it? It it's a, it's actually a little bit better than Detective Pikachu. Oh, Tired Claw in chat is saying something I said 20 minutes ago. <laughs> you have to question the logic because if you move the Earth away from the sun, the Earth will start to get cold. Isn't that literally what I said as soon as I realized what? Never mind. Thank that you, Tired Claw. The exact thing that you said. Yes. Thank you, Tire Claw, for streaming when I'm not available. <laughs> but what do we tell the Tire Claw? Not today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so what would you all uh, rate Detective Pikachu? Like, yeah. Aren't you going to give us... I would give it a three. Aren't you going to like give us... Like a middle a, of the road movie with amazing visuals. You're not going to give us uh, something out of something creative? Or is that yeah, Joe? Is that Mo's job? But he he's checked out. Joe, give it give yeah, it. A it's, it's, it's my job, but I didn't watch it. So, yeah, but you know, know Pokemon. Hey, look, I'll give it three pissed off coupons out of five. What does he say? Pissed three off pissed off coupons. What it, is that? It's a Pokemon that wears the skull of its deceased of its mother. mother on its head. Oh, that's the little dinosaur one. Yeah, got it. I've seen that before. But so are those one things like part in the beginning? Say what? It's in the beginning. One plays the part in the beginning. Oh, you see the origin of the skull? No, you should already know the origin of the skull. Yeah. That's his mom's head. That's why oh. two bones are sad. Look, this is a very deep movie. You have no idea. <laughs> I mean, does it does it state like if you're a Pokemon fan as opposed to like a Detective Pikachu fan? Does this movie serve you well? Yeah, if you're if you're a fan, I think I think it does. Also, uh, technically, I'm not a big fan, so well, I'm I can't a, really speak to that part. I'm a huge fan, and I love the movie. And in the theater I was in, I mean, when certain Pokemon show up, like there's people cheering and clapping. At one point, somebody sings the song from the show, and that was like a huge thing at, at the theater I was in. Like multiple people or just one? No, no, there's there's multiple. It was, it was a pretty, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was sold out, but it was about 75, 80% full theater. And this was on a, a Saturday morning. And there were, there was, yeah, there was a lot of people really into that movie. And I'm not just talking about the kids. Actually, I think there was more adults into it than kids in that theater. I, I can believe that. I mean, like, there's a lot of adults that grew up on Pokemon at this point. Well, and then there's a lot of people that enjoy the games now. Yeah, like, that's true, too. Right, Pokemon whether you talk about, like, Go or yeah. even, like, the newer stuff. Yeah. yeah and so just putting all that together, how good the the Pokemon actually looked, uh, I, I'd give it a four. I would the, the thing that would get me to give it a five was if it was a movie for me, but as an adult, it wasn't for me. So it was more simplistic, but I can accept that. So I'm not going to ding it too hard for that. So I'd, I'd give it a four, maybe even a four and a half. Oh, I mean, I really enjoyed that movie more, more than I thought I would, to be honest. And it's, it's a movie that's gotten people that had no interest in Pokemon to, 
go watch it. Like I I said last week, my wife makes fun of me when I'm on Pokemon Go, but she she was the one that told me she wanted to go see this movie. Yeah, I, I would watch it. Like it it looked it looked a lot better than in my opinion it had any business being. But then was I'm it not better really... than Endgame? To me, yes. Better CGI, more oh. emotional impact. They didn't. Oh my God. They didn't just cop out on on how to fix everything. Right. Yeah, kind of did. I would look. I like because Detective Pikachu's issues were definitely as deep and as complex as Endgame. They were. They actually were. There, there was a very complicated <laughs> father son like, relationship in in this movie, and then, but like I said, the buddy cop relationship between him and and this kid that he's just met. Nope. No bullshit. They wipe out half the population. In Detective Pikachu? Yeah. That's like hilarious. no bullshit. That's hilarious. Why they gotta why they gotta be friggin' jocking our fresh. I think it was with a snap too. <laughs> like I really think that character snapped his finger when that happened. So it sounds like I they don't just remember copied if us. He snapped or not. But it was it was a little intense. Was uh so did Nintendo make this joint? No. Who made it? Games did. What did? Game Freak. Game Freak? Yeah. Yeah, they have the Pokemon <laughs> license now with Pokemon Go. I'm pretty sure Nintendo well, no, got money for it. Game they Freak made created Pokemon. Them. Yeah, they it created was Pokemon. published by Nintendo. Right. But yeah, it was made by the creators. It's, yeah. it's technically... Like now it's called the Pokemon Company, and then Game Freak is like their game division. It, it's technically a Warner Brothers movie. Like, they put it out. Warner Brothers and Legendary. Mm, there you go. So it, It's always tough to tell who exactly made it because some are just distributing it. Some are just license holders. So that's why we're throwing out all these different names. Right, right. No, I, I hear that. Nintendo had their hands in all the, or at least the early animated joints. Nintendo definitely had their hands in those. Okay. And the, uh, well, the, the other actor with Ryan Reynolds was Justice Smith. He he's really good in this. Yeah, he was actually pretty good. So all the scenes with those two together, they they have really good chemistry w- with each other. It's a good movie. People should go see it. Go see it, Lawrence. Okay, I uh, think Nia wants to see it. So, nice. big uh, man in chat says watching The Wandering Earth sounds like how I felt after watching Dude, Where's My Car, and wa- wondering wondering what happened to two hours of my life. I, I love Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. That joint's hilarious. I watched that shit like three times in the theater. Oh, dude. And it's like, it's one of those things where, like, what I like about Dude, where, Where's My Car is that it starts off in one place. And you're just like, this is ridiculous. And then, like, where you end up, you're just like, how did we even get here? Like, this is like, it's like, it's almost like a different movie by the time you get to the end. But it's still the same movie, too, which is great. Was it funny? Because it was supposed to be funny, right? It's hilarious. But then it becomes like this sci-fi thing. Yeah. Like, it's funny, but in a ridiculous way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Like, it's really funny. It's like, like, I don't know if I would say it's good, but it's definitely really funny. It's like Chichi Chong. You say what? It's like the Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah, no, it is like it, like it's like uh, it's almost like if Cheech and Chong and like Dumb and Dumber had like a baby. Hmm. Except I avo- that I, I avoided it because I heard nothing but bad things about that movie. No, it was good. I, I think and, you would I like mean, it, Oz. You Oz. like Harold and Kumar? Her- Harold and Kumar is a is a much better movie than yeah, dude, but it's the same like creator. I mean, oh, is it really? Yeah, I mean, I the first that. one, the second one was a little bit of a letdown, but the first one was like amazing. if you like dumb humor, then you should definitely check it out. I love dumb humor. <laughs> is there any other? Oh, kind? you'll love you'll love dude. Where's my car? I mean, I'm here it's every hilarious. week. That's why in the 
in the first Herald of Kumar, they can't find a car. And they're like, dude, where's your car? Dude, where's my car? Dude, you know. <laughs> yeah. They did it too because it's yeah. the same guy. That's funny. Wow. I didn't realize that because I knew it was a callback to that movie. I just didn't yeah. know it was the same guy. Wow. This is because I'm looking up the movie right now. <clears throat> uh, IMDb, three stars. Rotten Tomatoes, one star, 17%. Amazon.com, four and a half. <laughs> From That's 357 reviews. That's hilarious. No, man, it's funny. Okay, I'll have to add that to the queue after Wandering Earth. Oh, dude. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. That's the big man double feature. You right. Wandering Earth and Dude, where's my car? <laughs> right, look, here, okay, here in the corner, 5.5 on IMDb, 70% Rotten Tomatoes, 30% Metacritic, 89% like this movie. <laughs> Yeah, so, man. Yeah, this is one Trust of those me. the the fans are are speaking a lot louder than the critics. I mean, yeah. th- dude, there's no way you can be a serious critic and say, "Dude, where's my car?" is a good movie. But if you're just talking about just like literally watching something and laughing your ass off, like that's I mean, that's what it is. That like it's I remember watching it and just being like, "This is so ridiculous." Like <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like like and it's like at like from the beginning it's ridiculous and i think the beauty of dude where's my car is that like each scene kind of like ups the ante a little bit yeah. of how ridiculous it can be and that's how you kind of get from where the movie starts to where it ends where you're just like it's almost like they're like well we got to push it one more like like you you almost could be like like the person the people that wrote it were like what what if we what if it was even more ridiculous than this scene what would happen yeah because it's basically they're trying to relive the retracing their steps from a blackout right. and they did all this shit and you didn't you didn't you didn't you don't know you don't know what leads to what you know what i mean it's kind of like Memento. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's like yeah. if, if Memento was like not serious, but like the most asinine things that you could ever think of. So it sounds like the precursor to The Hangover. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, plus it has a lot of. Oh, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, so plus it has a lot of like small moments that are just super dumb. Right. That are like way funnier than they should be. Like right. the scene with the drive in, with the drive through. Right. <laughs> yeah. When they're trying to order their food. Yeah. It's like, it's like, why is this happening? Right. Right. Why is this funny? Like, right. right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's just, it's really like, like the hangover is a more refined version of dude. Where's my car? But and, and and the Hangover is a better story, like the the late, at least the original. But it's not as funny all the time, you know what I'm saying? And and the Hangover yeah. is still funny. It's not like the Hangover is not funny, but you know, there's moments where you're kind of like, you know, the Hangover almost tries like, which is crazy to think that in comparison, there's moments where the Hangover t- almost takes itself a little too seriously. <laughs> Dude, dude, where's my car? Does not do that ever at any point in the movie where they're just like they go know. out of their way not to. Oh, dude, exactly, exactly. It's it's you will enjoy it, Oz. You will enjoy it. You and Amber will laugh your asses off. Oh, she's not gonna watch it with me. Why not? You kidding me? I tell her, hey, let's watch. Dude, where's my car? She's gonna walk away. Not even gonna say anything. She she's just gonna walk away. Big man in chat says Green Lantern is Mozart compared to that. Dudes, where, where's my car? What's the conversation <laughs> we're talking about? <laughs> Man, I wish I could smoke weed. Have you really watched Green Lantern six times, Oz? I own it. I saw. I don't it. think that's a good excuse. I saw it like. 
I saw it like twice in the theaters, and then I've oh, seen it about probably two, maybe three times at home, geez, and man. then like probably once at the gym, like they had it there. And then I've watched random clips on YouTube of certain scenes that I like. You're a glutton for punishment, man. That's rough. I get that you love Green Lantern. I understand that. Also, in a related story, I planted several plants of strawberries. <laughs> That's funny. That's true. I'm growing my own strawberries now. That's awesome. But I'm just saying, man, I'm just like, ugh. Like, at some point, you just have to be like, man, I love this, but they made it terrible. I'm probably going to watch it again in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. That's why I've been watching clips on YouTube because like, I've just been thinking about the movie. Maybe because oh, I saw Detective yeah. Pikachu and it made me think of Green Lantern because it's Ryan Reynolds. So I might watch that's, it again. That's like my boy Raymond. Like, you know, my boy, he, he loves Transformers, man. And he'll watch those Michael Bay movies. And, you know. yeah. It, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm waiting for them to make another one that's better. Yeah. So I, no, can, so they, I can just watch that. They should. Like, they really should. I hope it happens sooner than later, man. Because did you know? I don't want you to. I, like, now, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you're still watching Arrow, but did you no. re- did you realize who Diggle is supposed to be? Who's who's Diggle supposed to be? John, John Stewart. Stewart. What do you mean he's supposed to be John Stewart? What do you mean? Well, in like everything the, in, about him in, in the last in the last crossover when '90s Flash shows up and he looks at John Diggle and is like, "John, where's your ring?" That was the first clue. Then there was another episode where they introduced John's dad, whose last name is Stewart, and Diggle hates him. That's why he never used the name Stewart himself. But it's actually John Stewart, not John Diggle. He just doesn't use his dad's name because he didn't he he didn't get along with his dad. That's so retarded. Like, why would you even do that? I don't. Know. I, I'm well, guessing so by shit. the by the next crisis, he's gonna get the ring. Like when that show well, ends, that that's gonna be the last episode is him getting the ring. Well, the thing is, his brother is Andy Diggle, and they use the name Diggle as a reference to Andy Diggle, the writer that you know wrote Violent Messiah. But he, he did a, a big run that was, yeah, I guess, one of the definitive Green Green Arrow runs. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a new thing because I know. Didn't they put a John Diggle into the DC universe? Yeah. So this is just something like they got a new set of writers or something in in the last crisis and when they decided to do this. But yeah, in the Arrowverse, that's actually John Stewart, and I'm guessing he's going to get the ring on the last episode. I mean, I think the actor in a different scenario could maybe have pulled that off, but it's just <laughs> one of those things where he yeah, could. There's a couple weird. actors I'd rather see get that who would you want to be john stewart i think the guy that plays lucifer's brother in lucifer Mm, you don't know his name do you no i I can look that up real quick i know his character's name i just don't know the actor's specific name but he so lucifer's brother is black yeah well they're angels so it doesn't i mean they were all created it's not like you know okay i mean that makes sense right (laughs) do do i have to say more there no no look i no i look i just asked the question i like it's like it sounds like you got defensive. Is it is it DB Woodside? I don't know who's DB Woodside. Yeah. He's actually like a a real good actor, but like you've well, he's been in a lot of stuff. You might recognize him if you see him. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, was, it is. He was. Um, it is DB Woodside. Okay, yeah, he would be an amazing John Stewart. You're right. Yeah, he's great. Which brings yeah. us to to Lucifer season four, man, on Netflix. Whew. I'm I'm getting on the on the 
Mo bandwagon of 24 episodes is way too much because season four of Lucifer is only 10. So they had to tell their story quick and it's probably the best season I've ever watched. Now I know Mo hates it because it has it's nothing like the comics. Yeah. But it's a, it, it was a good season. And as I told you guys earlier, the finale was way more satisfying than Endgame <laughs> to me. And they're, and they're talking about a season five, which I'm conflicted because I'd like to see a season five. I kind of enjoy this show. So that shit got canceled on. It got canceled on, on TV. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. I had, and at then, season three. Then the fans went crazy, and so Netflix picked it up for a 10-episode season four, which came out, I guess, a week ago now, and it was amazing. Now there's talk of a season five. There's talk. I don't know if it's for sure. Whether they do it or not, that's my conflict because I enjoy the show enough that I'd like to see a season five, but the way they ended season four, I'm happy with. Like That could be the, the, the end of that show. And How'd they end it? Dude, are we spoiling? No, nobody watches that shit. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I like, I it, it, when did it come out on Netflix? Like a week ago. Whenever I told oh. you guys, I think it, I would, I would, I wouldn't spoil. Actually, it. it's been two weeks. Say what? It's been two weeks. Oh, well, Lawrence is the only other person on this show that watches it, so I'll defer to you. Do you want me to say how? Oh, the last I, episode? I don't, I don't watch Lucifer. No, I so. thought you did. No. Oh. Well, you're missing it. Well, how did you know the actor? Oh, because he's black. Yeah, you guys know each other. <laughs> no, no, I just, I literally just looked up the cast list and you were like, you know, he's good. And, you know, I mean, there's only like three black people in the whole cast. And I was like, okay, well, D.B. Woodside is the best actor in that group. And so I asked you if it was him. And don't get me wrong. It's like, I mean, the other, the other two are good actors as well, but they're just not, they're not the same. They're like D.B. Woodside's easily the best actor out of these three guys. Okay. Well, you're not planning on watching it then. Uh, it, it, it's a satisfying ending because it's not a happy ending. It's a, it's at the point that, that him and the detective realize they're, they're in love with each other, but Lucifer has to go back to hell because now that the demons know he had no plans to going back, they're possessing people and, you know, getting back to earth. So he has to go back to rule over hell to prevent them from coming to earth, basically. So it ends with him sitting on his throne in hell, you know, essentially sacrificing the his love that has been the focus of the entire show. Word. It's very emotional. You don't know. <laughs> I don't even want to read the comics. It'll, it'll ruin the TV show for me. You are so crazy. No, but that's 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 the truth. That's the sad truth of it. Like, you don't... Yeah, comics it, it, no, don't it, need to exist anymore. It is, because I honestly didn't even realize it was a comic until the show came oh, out. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. And then the show came out, and they're like, oh, it's based on this? What? And then I, I picked up a couple of comics, and I'm like, this isn't like the show. And then I threw them in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I've never bought a Lucifer comic since. Oh, jeez. That's crazy. Yeah, no more comics. <laughs> I'm so mad at Far From Home, too. Why? Because they say that... that uh, Mysterio is from Earth 833. Okay. That spider UK is Earth. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That makes sense that they're in England then. But it got destroyed before Secret Wars. Well, but in the comics. But if it's a multiverse and that's his Earth, it's the same one. All right. Well, they're doing Secret Wars next, right? That's what people are hoping. That's what that's what people who think Marvel still cares about comic books are theorizing. Yeah. 
I read that somewhere. So they actually said that <laughs> the uh, who is it? Not the inheritors, but well, so all that shit happened while Spider Verse was going on. So when he tried to go back home, there was no home. So he had to stay with the like the web spinner weaver guy, mm-hmm. and then then he died. Mo, are you actually retyping my text when you like them, or is there like a new like button I missed? What do you mean? Wait, when when I send the text and then you text that you liked it? Yeah. Like, is there? Oh a... no, no, that's an iPhone thing. Yeah. You can like, there's a like button on on. Yeah, on text for text. Yeah. Like you hold you hold down on the the word bubble on the word bubble, and it will let you do like emoticons. Yeah, reactions to it. Yeah, reactions. Right there, you go. Oh. I was going to give you so much shit. Why? Because <laughs> I'm like, what? You're, you're liking my like my text? What? Like, it, I don't know. It was just weird. And then like, it just popped up. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? This isn't Facebook. <laughs> but now that I know, you just push a button and it happens. And it's not, you know, uh, I don't care as much. Because you don't have an iPhone, right, Oz? I yeah, do. he's all iPhone. Oh, does that not come up with a, a emoticon or something then? I've never, I've never. Like, you should it. have, like, let's say, uh, let's see what your last text was here. My last text was about Lucifer. Now, there's yeah. a thumbs up. So if I hit the thumbs so, up or the thumbs down or the high. Yeah, like right now like, I hit a thumbs down. So there should be a little bubble next to it on your screen that says I put a thumbs down on it. Yeah, that, like, that doesn't show up. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about yeah, oh, the alert. No, no. Like a, a new text message shows up and yeah. it says liked and then it quotes my text. My, my text. Yeah, yeah. That, that is the alert for that for when that happens. Right, but then does does it does it show up both as a thumbs down for you, Oz, and as the quoted text? No, it just shows. It, it says liked, and then it quotes my text. Yeah, but that's only in the alert screen, like the notification. No, that's like, in the actual text, like conversation. Oh, really? Like it looks like that's what you texted me. Oh, that's weird. That's yeah, why. That, I, that's why I thought you actually like typed in but, liked and then copied my text and then reposted. Like that's it. what I get, but I get that because I'm not on a on a uh, iPhone, I thought. Yeah, well, oh, I guess it does it for everybody it. Yeah. like that. You probably on it. ruin it. Yeah, but if maybe... we all if we all had iPhones, it would just show the little bubble, and that's it. Right. Okay. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, Fantastic Four I'm giving you tech support. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you needed. Look, there was like half our audience was like, "Man, I didn't even realize that that was what's happening." So, so Mo, so just so I'm clear, like the issue is that you're like, I want this world's mysterio to be consistent with the mis- with with the same world that i'm seeing in the comic books because that's the multiverse which right. actually you know what I, I i'm not mad at that because and if that was the case that would actually be really amazing right that'd be because and it's like it's not like the mcu couldn't do that because they do that within their own universe like there's like little things like little details in the universe that are just like it's crazy sometimes like the callbacks you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, well, I have an issue with them calling the MCU six one six when we know it's one nine 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 nine. Who called? Who called? Oh, did they call it six one six in the trailer? Not in the trailer, but there's a clip, like an extended clip of that scene, and that's where Mysterio says, "You guys are six one six. I'm eight three whatever." Oh, that's how we know what universe he's from. So yeah, 
So I, I don't like Far From Home. But again, so they made like an alternate but, multiverse. But again, that's Mysterio saying it, so we can't trust right. anything he says. And uh, it seems like uh, after watching the first episode of Agents of Shield, that their multiverse thing has nothing to do with the snap, like we thought, because uh, according to the people writing the the show, they're not even they're like they're 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 just ignoring the whole Thanos thing now. Like this season has nothing to do with Thanos. So does it take place before that or after? Look, it's up to you. They don't care. Well, good. They're, they're ignoring okay. it. Look, I will take it. They're, they're new universe. How about that? hilarious new universal you know what it's funny though because i will tell you right now it's crazy because i didn't i didn't realize it would be this quick to get to this point but i like the russos need to like just like go home like they're talking too much (laughs) what'd they say this time they're just just like like they're like talking over themselves it's like and, and don't get me wrong i like you know i'm not mad at them for like wanting to take a victory lap it was a great movie and you know people obviously have questions and they're like oh yeah let's answer them right because they're like people like they like it but i like they're they're just saying like they're talking themselves into corners and contradicting the writers and all types of stuff where it's just like dude like there's a reason why directors don't like friggin' overanalyze yeah. their movies like right after they come out. You know, it's like it's like it's like because and that's it, that was kind of a strange thing in and of itself. But I'm not mad. I mean, it's like they they pulled off something that's that's noteworthy. So I'm not gonna be mad at them for like, especially considering like people have questions and if they're like, oh, we want to answer them, I'm not gonna tell you, hey, they shouldn't be doing that. But I feel like they're not necessarily being consistent with their answers. And that's troubling because it's like it sounds like they're like talking off the cuff when it's like, okay, dude, like the movie feels like it was thought out. You all sound like you're not. So I don't know. Maybe like I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know how directing works. Like, I'm not. I sent you that thing where the Russo say one thing about something that happens in Endgame and then the writers say something completely different. Right, right. No, you did send that. And that is true. Like, that is one of the things. And they've done that multiple times at this point. And it's just like, dude, like the writers like wrote it <laughs> like there's there's a difference between sitting down to write something down and thinking it through and hoping that it works the way that you want it to it's not to say that writers never get inconsistent because lord knows we've all watched movies that we've liked and we haven't liked that the writing doesn't always like remain consistent throughout the flick i don't think endgame is one of those movies but they definitely exist um but yeah the russos they're definitely like they're yeah they're just they're talking too much and not necessarily like keeping track of what they say (laughs) they're just happy they're just happy to be here which is like okay but hey man like look take take your victory lap in a month after <laughs> you know after everybody like all the fan theories have settled and and everybody's like you know so you could like actually like take a look at what people are saying and be like well which which one of those answers do we want to say is the right answer you know because now they're just like they saying one thing one week and something different the next week and it's like dude like relax russo's relax they're going into snyder territory uh, i don't know if i'll go that far like they're not messing around and we'll see their next movie huh i mean i guess it may be let's, let's put it like this end game can be could could feel different for different people like i can't i'm not gonna sit here and tell either one of you that you should feel different about the movie but i think fundamentally when you look at it you're not like oh that's a terrible flick you it might just not have been for you you know and and that's fair. I, like I get it, the, especially considering the Russo deep... brothers made you, me, and Dupree. Was that a good movie? 
Universe. Yeah. They did what? You, me, and Dupree. That was and Dupree. Is that is, is that uh, a Owen Wilson? That's no, a, that's like, an Owen Wilson. It was Owen Wilson movie. And who else? Uh, generic looking white guy. Mm, that guy's good. <laughs> like, uh, Kate Hudson's in it. Matt Dillon. Oh yeah, no, that's not a good movie. I I haven't seen it. Well then, there you go. Questions answered. That's the that well. Why is that they, a question answered? Because <laughs> you said they, that's just Fox News technique. <laughs> you said they haven't made a bad movie. Then I pointed one out. But did you see it? No. Okay. Did Moses see it? No. But it, I can oh. tell you, it's a bad movie. Okay. I didn't see it, Joe. Did I you... didn't see it because it was bad. Um, I didn't watch all of it. Now, <laughs> Joe couldn't even finish it. Joe, Joe abandoned it in the middle. He literally thought it was unwatchable. He was like, once the moose showed up, I was done. <laughs> all those, all a lot of those movies that just have the the title and the white screen and everybody looking at the camera like with a half smile, like none of the if if it's Kate Hudson on the cover. It's not a good movie. Damn. Well, Why are you talking about something? The premise wise, I just did it. Like, I've seen it better. Like, if you want you, me, and Dupree better, see What About Bob. Right. Oh, I love What About Bob. And that has the same yeah. thing, too, with that's the white the, background, but no Kate Hudson. And that's, it's the, great. <laughs> that's the John Candy. F- <laughs> right? Oz, put the, put the cover for What About Bob in chat, Oz. <laughs> Is what about Bob John John Candy or oh, no? It's Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Come on, man. Oh, jeez. And Richard Dreyfuss. My heart here, Oz. No, no. I look. It's 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 a great movie. I just I didn't remember. I you know what? I'm confused because Wait, play, is it play, Richard Dreyfuss or Billy Crystal? Oh, Dreyfuss. Okay, good. Jeez. I, I'm confused because I just saw a thing about planes, trains, and automobiles, which I've never seen, and I really oh, I, I have to see it. Dude, you did. Yeah, that's a good one. So good. Dude, that movie is amazing. Like, oh, I, I just so saw the, the scene where uh, dude uses the F word like 17 times in, in one minute. And it's amazing. That's where, awesome. that's where he's getting the, the, the car. The part about that scene is uh, without it, it's like a PG movie. Yeah. yeah. It's that one scene that takes it into our territory. Yeah, and that that was the the video that I saw was like the, oh this is what made a PG movie into like R. And so I had to watch it and it was it's just an amazing scene how funny it is. And then when you find out what led up to that moment, it's just I have to watch that. That movie seems amazing. I don't know why I never watched it. It must have came out before my time. I'm just killing time while I try to post this picture because the, the one I found had way too many letters in the link. But yeah, there's well, one realistically, that's one of John Candy's best. No, look, I, I hate myself for not having watched it, and that's definitely on the list of movies I need to watch. It's in the queue. There it is. After Wandering Earth. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh, dude! It, wow, like, another can't... another white white background movie too. Yeah, that's what Bo said. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a thing. Like if I see a movie with that white background and they're looking at the camera and the guys are just like shrugging and the girls like pretending to choke them behind from behind, like, I'm like this movie and, and it's Kate Hudson. This movie's no good. Yeah. So if there's I mean, a, if there's a woman in the, in the picture, really then. that many bad movies. It, well, in the, the in those genres, yeah, they're not good when she's in them. Like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days and shit like that. They're not good movies. That's hilarious. Let's see, Kate Hudson movie. Yeah, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I saw that. 
that's not good. Wasn't that based on something? A book? Something. Yeah, maybe a book. I don't know. Brides Wars? That has her. Wasn't it Shakespeare? Oh, dude. She's, Wait, she has this movie. No, I'm thinking about the other put, movie. Oz, put my best friend's girl in the chat. The It's, it's exactly what Mo That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Half her movies are her on a white cover. Yeah. Yeah. And, and are. those aren't good. Oh, no. like, wow. I was, you think, you see, earlier you guys are saying, oh, if Mo says that, I'm not going to believe it. But I'm saying, I'm speaking truth. I was going to try to defend Kate Hudson, but she got too many white background movies. <laughs> See the, the thing is the, the thing is when you say it, Mo, I, I believe it, but I don't want to, because <laughs> I know inevitably you're, you're going to be right. <laughs> and it's not even like she's a bad actress, but it's like that's the formula for a bad movie. It's like it's the font all off center, the guy is looking, you know, in, into the camera or off to the side, and she's smiling like. That's, That's hilarious. Those are bad movies. Oh, yeah. Kate, Dude, Kate Hudson put, has a lot of those. Put put in divorce, Oz. Put in divorce. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's too funny. And then put it and then put in four feathers. That's an off-white background. <laughs> oh, damn you, Kate Hudson. I wanted to defend you. You tried. But, oh crap! I know Wait, the divorce party. Oh, just divorce was well, just her and another chick. Yeah, that's a white background with just Kate yeah. Hudson and one other woman on it. See, four feathers might actually be. I don't know. Six out of ten. Four. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's an off-white background, so you yeah. In, but it's funny though because it's like it does have her smiling on the cover. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like it would have been good if she wasn't in it. Wow. So Kate Hudson on the back cover on a white cover, huh? Yeah, that's. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna get the, the next white cover. I'm gonna do, and I'm just gonna have somebody do her smiling, <laughs> on my comic white cover. It's like the the Avengers the Avengers Endgame comic adaptation white cover, and it'll just be so Kate Hudson on there. I typed in the Kate Hudson movies into Google, and let me just tell you the uh, the all the white covers she's got. Uh, How to Lose a Guys in 10 Days, that's technically yellowish, but it's just her and McConaughey. Uh, Something Borrowed, it's her and like two dudes and another chick, white background, but they're in like comic book panels. Bride Wars, just her and another chick, white, white background. Mother's Day, her, two chicks and a dude, white background. Fool's Gold, her, McConaughey, white background. <laughs> Raising Helen, her, a, a dude... Kind of a white background with a little bit of blue to it. And let's see. Uh, these look right here. My best um, friend's girl. We saw that. For, you pre- real quick. For Fool's Gold, though, that one's actually pretty good. But it's because they're not looking at the camera while smiling. Wish I was here. Her, a chick, a dude, blue cover. Alex and Emma, her, a dude, blue cover. Four Feathers, yellowish cover. Her and two dudes. It, it, like every color, every cover she had about, about Adam. Her, two chicks, and white cover. And then her in bed with dude. Good people. Her, three dudes, white cover, white background. That's that. That's all her movies. I I now hate Kate Hudson, and I didn't know I did. Man, and the other, the other Yumi and Dupree poster is terrible too. Yeah, like did did Kate Hudson like did she stop making movies or is she making movies? No, she making movies still, but they're not those romantic rom com movies like that no more. Like she's actually she's trying you know, now. 
Yeah. Oh, she she played a woman that accused her her black chauffeur of rape in Marshall. Yeah. Is that is that a rom com? No. That's a movie about Thurgood Marshall, the the first uh, Supreme Justice, black Supreme Justice. Wait, is she Anita Hill? Huh? Is she Anita Hill? Because she's the wrong color. Anita Hill? Wait, am I thinking of a different Supreme Court guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're thinking about Kavanaugh. No, no, Kavanaugh was was Blasey Ford. What? Like, (laughs) it's like, no, 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 Anita Hill... Accused Clarence Thomas. Yeah, Clarence of- Thomas is what like, they all look the same to me. <laughs> oh, jeez, that was a long trip for that joke, wasn't it? Oh, too too long. Her She's last- supposed to be in a fantasy adventure film called Blood Moon this year. Yeah, that's in pre-production. Music is in post-production. Her last actual movie that came out was in seventeen. Yeah, Marshall. Okay. Yeah. So uh, all this to say. Go watch Detective Pikachu. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how, how we got on it. We didn't really pre-produce this episode, as you can tell, but it's fun. Oh, we did a little bit, and then we spent 10 minutes talking about the text messages that we sent each other <laughs> before, before this episode. All right. Let's, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Howard Stern's book. Oh, yeah. So... It came out yesterday. I pre-ordered it a month ago. It's his third book. Um, this What's one it basically, called? it's called Howard Stern. Well, it's called Comes Again, but it says Howard Stern Comes Again because of the author name. Um, but yeah, Howard Stern Comes Again out in stores. It's basically, um, I'm just reviewing the, I guess, the introduction to the book. I don't know what they call those. The foreword, I yeah, guess forward. you call them in books. Yep. He wrote it himself, <laughs> forward, and basically talks about how he um he got into swindled into doing the book, you know, and uh, he said he never wanted to do one again because it's too much work and grueling, and, and his OCD makes it hard because he wants everything to be perfect. And uh, with this, they told him, well, just, we're just gonna put a bunch of interviews, transcribe them, and, and sell it. All you have to do is is pick which interviews you want. And he explains in the forward that he's like, <laughs> once he says, like, okay, it's already done. I just have to sign my name on it and I'm good. You know, then he started having the OCD panics that that interview that he read right there isn't one of his favorites. And they started looking. They're like, they just put a bunch random ones. And uh, he's like, no. So then he had to do it. <laughs> he had to really put the book together. But he actually did a little revelation that... He had a tumor in one of his kidneys, and uh, he did this book as like leaving a legacy in case he didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, like is that something like he revealed in this book? Yeah. Oh wow! Is yeah, he okay? He, uh, yeah, he like took. No, he's a, okay. He like took a couple of days off or something. He took from the one show. day off. He took a sick day. Uh, he hasn't taken a sick day in the forty years he's ever worked. He always works his scheduled days. And that it became like a whole new story, but he was trying to hide the fact that he was going for this surgery. Like he didn't want to tell anybody about it because, you know, he wanted to keep something private, you know? Right. And it became like, I remember, I remember the day that I'm like, he's not on, but he's supposed to be on. And it's usually, it's a day before the, it was the last day before he goes on vacation. And, he took that 
that day off. And I was like, I, I, I was weirded out. Like, I don't know. I guess we all had a weird feeling about it, <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, it turns out it was because of that. And, uh, and there was articles. They were saying that he was getting divorced. They were saying that he was getting a facelift. and Damn. Like, like yeah, there was all these, like, speculations uh, speculations because it's so odd for him and he's like i'm just talking shit on the radio <laughs> like you know like why are they looking at me like this but you know he impacts a lot of people on a daily basis and uh yeah i basically just read that and i'm like man what if we lost howard that i cried for about a half hour and then yeah and then he talks about going to therapy and how it's changed his his um, interviewing technique and, and he's some of the regrets he had in past interviews. So here he's collecting all the ones where he felt like he was doing what he's supposed to do when he interviews. And it's kind of, it's set up, it's like 600 something pages, but it's set up so you could just read, just open it anywhere and just start reading. You don't have to like read it all. It's not uh-huh. in chronological order or anything. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of it goes. But that, the book, just the f- 15 pages of the foreword is worth <laughs> the cover price because it's, it's a side of him that you don't get to see ever. And as a fan of the radio show, it's like it's almost humanizing him, even though the show is him being human or trying to at least. It's weird to see him that vulnerable and then having it on papers. I don't know, it hit me. It hit me pretty hard. Yeah. yeah, I know he's been he's been everywhere promoting the book, which yeah. is you know, which is interesting because obviously he hates leaving the house. Well, not only that, but then also too, it's like you know, I'm so used to hearing Howard Stern interview people versus people interviewing him. Yeah, and so you know, it's been interesting listening not only to him being interviewed in general, but also the idea of him being interviewed. In, by so many different people because he did like an yeah. actual media tour. Yeah, I think he did a two-hour thing on NPR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know where I'm gonna get that, but <laughs> uh, I'm, wherever you wherever you get your podcast from, you can get it. Uh, I don't get podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> just just go wherever Fantastic Forum is, and you could probably get it there. You're probably I think he did a, a thing with Madeline Brand. Yeah, he did CBS Sunday Morning. Mm-hmm. I think he did Good Morning America. What else did he do? He did everything. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping he did Mark Maron's podcast. Oh, wow. That would like be really him. interesting. I would like to hear him talk. Well, he interviewed Mark Maron in the past, but well, seeing but the I other way want... around right, like, with exactly. Mark Maron's style of interviewing. Right. Was... I would love to see see him up with Rogan. I don't think he did that. Yeah, no, he didn't do that. Um, yeah, because that's, Rogan... that's too much for him. Rogan hates him. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Um... He Howard commented on one of his stand-up jokes, and he's just like, well, I guess he commented that he Rogan is too angry and hates women or something, you know, just banter, like because of the joke, the type of joke he said, and he's like, but he didn't like attack him, but Rogan's like took it like really hard because I guess because he's such a fan, so he's like he stopped because Rogan used to be on the show a lot, and uh, then he just stopped, and they tried to get him on, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he won't come on. Really? Yeah. Wow. Why is Joe Rogan being so sensitive? I don't know. Like, I guess I, I don't know. I would think that Rogan of all people would be somebody that would be like, "Well, let's talk it out." Right, but you yeah, know. Let, let's spark one up and talk it out. One of the more interesting things I heard uh, about this book, I heard a, sto- a story in it where 
he talks about when he interviewed um wow i literally just blanked out conan o'brien no 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 the uh original genie in aladdin robin williams robin williams yeah 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 Yeah. and he that that was one of the things he regretted the most because when he interviewed him he tried to be shock shock jock that he was at that time and like asked about stuff that Robin Williams didn't want to talk about and it kind of just shut down that interview where it wasn't like the the things he actually wanted to talk to Robin Williams about were a lot more interesting than just getting that reaction out of him at that time and you know I, obviously he didn't know that Robin Williams time was limited and that he was going to go soon so he didn't know he wouldn't have that opportunity but that that's why that's one of his regrets cuz he wished that he would have just asked the questions that he actually wanted to ask instead of trying to kind of pander to what the audience was expecting from him at that time. I think, yeah, he uh, he was actually going to write him a note and he wrote it. He just didn't have the the balls to send it out because he's like, what if Robin Williams tells me to go fuck myself, you know? And uh, so he didn't send it. And then like two days later, he died. Wow. And so he took he took his death really hard because of that, too. And then, yeah, I think he, he mentions a comedian that doesn't like him and that he tried to apologize. And the guy says, OK, I, you know, you're I accept your apology, but we're not OK. And well, then, yeah, I think that might be the apology. I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, I forget the actual words he used, but that yeah that might have been joe rogan oh you know because yeah he pissed off seinfeld for a while too and then seinfeld was like okay i'm just not i'm never gonna do the show again like we can be friends we can hang out so they've been friends and hang out but seinfeld never did the show until like more recently i could i could totally like it that doesn't surprise me about seinfeld at all yeah you know, and it's just one of those things where, like, like Seinfeld's not really even built to like be on Howard Stern much. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. They're but. actually really good together. Like when yeah. they are on, yeah, when he, when he's, because he's been on, I think, twice already, uh, since then. And then he did comedians and cars getting coffee with Seinfeld and Howard. Well, so. Yeah, but I think that's like that. That's that makes different. more sense. Yeah, I would think Seinfeld takes himself too serious to be on Howard Stern. Howard Stern on he, he definitely did at that point. Yeah, Howard um, Stern on Seinfeld on a some a Seinfeld sh- ep- show like the the car thing would like because I think Stern would know what it's about and like he he doesn't take the you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I I don't think that Seinfeld takes himself too seriously per se. I just think that Seinfeld's a private guy. Like he's not. Like he's not the dude. Like with with Howard Stern doing what he does, like he gets people to open up, and that's not what Seinfeld's about. Yeah, I can yeah. see. I can see that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and so it's just like it just it, to me it would feel like it doesn't fit. Like you know, Stern going on comedians and cars getting coffee makes a lot of sense. Like you know, it's like because not like they couldn't be friends. Like, right, because yeah, Seinfeld's like, asking out. the questions at that point. Right, well, that, and then also, too, it's just like, you know, I, it's not that Seinfeld isn't a person that wouldn't be open with somebody that he thinks of as a friend or in a non, like, there's a difference between when you're the mics are hot and when they're not, right? It's like, you know, and when the mics are hot, like, Seinfeld's not trying to tell everybody his business, and Howard Stern is, you know, he tries to get people to tell everybody their business. There's a yeah. There, there's a great video of Kesha trying to like meeting Seinfeld and claim, oh, right. claiming to be so, a, a big fan of uh, of his, but then she like wants to give him a hug and he's just like no, no, don't no, don't touch me. 
And everybody that watched it at the time when it happened was like, well, she was really a Seinfeld fan. She knows dude would not want to hug. Like he's, yeah. he don't want to be touched. <laughs> and he was just like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And he was like, the the reporter, because the funny part was it was in the middle of an interview. That's why it's on camera. Yeah. Man, she's like, I don't want to give you a hug. He's like, like no, thank he, you. He thought it was just like some random fan. And he's like, I don't know who that is. He's like, oh, that's Kesha. And he's like, I still don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because they were giving Seinfeld shit for that. And he actually said this on Howard where it's like he said, you know, if I was a woman and a guy was trying to hug me and I kept saying no, would right. they be giving me this shit? You know, right, like, right. That's true. It would be it would be creepy. Yeah. They'd be like, why? Why won't you just leave her alone? You yeah. know, but there's always as a Howard Stern fan. And I've been one since the age of seven. <laughs> um, like, why is that funny? It's just it's it's funny because it's true, Mo. Yeah. That's why it's funny. I remember because I had my alarm clock was a radio, and you remember the old, you know, the old like wood grain looking alarm clocks with the red LED letters, mm-hmm. you know, and numbers rather, and a knob to turn. So I had it on one of the classic rock stations. And, you know, those knobs, for some reason, you know, they move a little. The dial moves on its own little by little, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you get a little more static. And I remember it was going from static and static. And there's a little more static and less rock music. And then eventually, the next day, I just woke up and it was the Howard Stern show. And I remember it was, I think, I think he was interviewing. <laughs> he was interviewing. William Shatner, and they were in the homo room. Uh, the homo room was a bit that he did where he can be himself as a gay man. So it's like a, a, a weird like echo effect, like he's in the basement, and he's trying to get William Shatner to give him a hand job. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? And he's like, and it, you know, I know William Shatner from Star Trek at the time, and he's like, Come on, let's go where no man has gone before with you. You know, like, and it was that shit just cracked me up. And ever since then, you know, there's things that that he does on the show where I'm like, okay, now he can retire after this because this is the greatest thing ever. And then he'll top himself, you know, with something else a little more further down in time. And now with this book and that forward, I'm like, yeah, he he he's earned the right. As a fan, I don't want him to ever retire or ever die or anything. But if he wants to retire, like the that forward to me is is its own little masterpiece that he did. And uh, if he wants to retire, go ahead. I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> Word. Word. Larry's uninterested. <laughs> no man. No. I know. It's just funny to say. I, yeah, no, I, I want you to call it. Like, no, I've, I've I've actually, you know, I mean, I don't listen to the Howard Stern show uh, as much as I should, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like every time I listen, I find it interesting. And I mean, he's so good at what he does. Yeah. Remember uh, that IQ test competition? <laughs> <laughs> it lasted like five days. <laughs> But but I've I've actually found it a joy, um, you know. Like I said, like he doesn't do a lot of media, yeah. and so him doing this, you know, is promoting his book, and you know, me me just having like the the few different outlets that I do listen to, and he showed up on you know like a good portion of them. It was it's been a joy to listen to him talk about you know like talk about himself and have people like actually ask him things about about himself and his career and what where he's at now versus 
what things were like when he started and just you know like yeah just like a lot of, a lot of really interesting tidbits and that like that's the thing too where you know it's, it's part of how you know the dude is uh good at what he does and special in regards to a talent because lord knows i've listened to plenty of people go on media tours that aren't howard stern and when when you hear them on NPR and then you see them on the late night show and then you see them on like Jesus and Marrow and you're like, okay, this person is saying the same thing in every scenario. And it's just like, oh, like by the time you see them for the third, fourth time, you're like enough. Like, you know, like I get you got to promote your stuff, but at least like try to switch it up from place to place so that if somebody happens to be watching all this stuff, which I understand a lot of people aren't, you know, like I, I have like varied interest. Right. <laughs> so, so it, it, it happens to me a lot where it's like, you know, people try to hit particular sectors and it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to like promote your stuff to all the same audience. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, I just happen to be the kind of person where I'm watching things in so many different places that I see you four times, you know? And it's like, they, they just repeat themselves and they're telling the same anecdotes and it sounds so rote, you know, where it's just like, God, like I, I like your stuff, but you've made me like find you less interesting. Yes. And Howard Stern did the complete opposite. Like, you know, what what he did in one arena was completely different than what he did on like NPR and completely different than what he did on, you know, like the friggin' like what like it every time I heard him talk about the book. It was a completely different experience. And I was just like, man, like that book is awesome. Yeah. I don't even have to read it. I know it. He's such, <laughs> you know? so calculated at that, too, because, I, you know, listening every day, I hear uh, I hear his torment of having to do this promotion because he does. He hates doing it. And he's I'm like, and it. that's that's part of the his his agita that he gets is from not being the same on everything. Like he literally yeah. says, I got to, you know. I don't know who, like, I think he did an interview with Terry Gross. Yeah. And he's like, I have no idea who she is. <laughs> like, I don't know he how. He doesn't know Terry Gross? No. Wow. And, uh, She's yeah. been doing stuff almost as long as him. Yeah, but, you know, she was never like... number one in her market. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean... that, well, that's how, like, he knows, basically, that was his whole thing. It's like, I know your name because I'm going to destroy you, you know? Oh, and, uh, you know, he actually, he apologized to Rick Dees <laughs> because he went hard against Rick Dees. Yeah. And uh, and he told Rick Dees, you know, now they're friends. And uh, he basically like Rick Dees told him, you know, I'm I'm happy that, that you've gotten to the point where you could be OK with me existing. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, you know. I'm glad you did it at a young age so you can enjoy your life a little better as a girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, I want all his penis. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but yeah. And yeah, but seeing like how you said, like it, it's cool that that what he was trying to come get across of being so different in each outlet, like, is what happened for you, not knowing that that's what he wanted to do. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And if you haven't, like, if you haven't heard him with Terry Gross, you should, because she's she's an amazing interviewer in that's and of the, herself. Yeah, that's what they were saying. And then yeah, he said he had a good time with her. And oh yeah, she um 
She's the NPR one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, just like, you know, like, I mean, you know, it's NPR. It's like, you know, they don't, they try to get to the bottom of things, you know? And it's like, yeah, you're here to promote your book, but let's like really talk about your show and what it, what it is now, what it's been in the past, and like why is it like what made it that way then and what makes it this way now? And it was, yeah, it's a great interview, man. Like, you would really enjoy it because. It, w- it was definitely the best one out of all the ones I listened to. Yeah. What's her show called? Uh, damn it. What is Terry Gross's show? Fresh Air. It is Fresh Air. Mm-hmm. That is what it is with Fresh Air with Terry Gross. I'm, I'm sitting here like, it's hard because I listened to like all of them and I was just like, oh, damn, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, what is it? But it is, it's Fresh Air. I don't even listen to NPR and I knew that. Well, I mean, dude, it's a good show. I mean, it's been on for a long time. Yeah. Well, me, me. <laughs> Hey, are we going to do a little news before we get out of here? What? Yeah, we definitely should. <laughs> sure. Okay, wait. Well, hey. I'm sorry. Is that just a random me laugh? Yeah. He hit oh, okay. the wrong button. I, I've, oh, got, okay. I've got like, like two laugh buttons for you. What's the other one? <laughs> that sounds like a, like a Lawrence laugh. I like so it. whenever there's like a bad, whenever it's inappropriate for Larry to laugh, you got to hit that button. Indeed. <laughs> Are we doing news? Is that yes? yes. Comic book news. We should have a like uh, like current. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. There's so many buttons I want to hit. <laughs> uh, there's a rumor that Rocksteady uh, Studios uh, is doing a Justice League game, and that the. Uh, Close window. No, I don't want to sign up for your newsletter. <laughs> that yeah, the developer might have leaked the Justice League game, but there's no uh, there's no like nothing about what the game is or anything. It's just like a picture. So we'll see the picture. I think the tweet got deleted, but let me see if I can post the picture in Discord. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, the actual picture was deleted, but uh, I guess hopefully we can zoom in. But let's see. how do you all feel about a Justice League game from Rocksteady? What kind of game is it? Yeah, that's that's the big question. I mean, what what when you say that, like, wh- like what? How many options do you think there are? I mean, every genre. Like, I don't want a Justice League fighting game, but uh, RPG might be interesting. But Rocksteady doesn't make RPG. What is what is Rocksteady known for? Arkham Knight. Uh, yeah, that could work. I like I like all the Arkham games. <laughs> I'm like, why are you acting like you never heard of this studio before, Oz? You don't remember Rocksteady Games? I feel a lot of alcohol. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's fair. Like, look, yeah. Look, like, you got to isolate Rocksteady's not going to make but, a racing game, dude. But, like, it's like, they, not, like they, they don't do that. <laughs> they don't do that. Like, literally, before we went off air, I was, like, like <laughs> praising the bottle in front of me. I don't know how you forgot that already. You're praising the bottle in yeah, front of me? Yeah, remember I, I was... Telling the bottle how grateful I was that it was here. It's literally like the first thing I said when you called. He's been watching. Oh, Marie, he's been watching Marie Kondo. <laughs> he's like, I'm keeping. No, this, this happened as soon as Lawrence called me. No, and that 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 is true. But you know what? I I I think, but much like the plot to Wandering Earth, I think I just kind of edited that out. I'm like, oh, well, you thought I was joking. I don't know. I don't know what you were doing. I was just like, he's not talking to me. But <laughs> Larceny, eight, 1870 by uh, John E. Fitzgerald. It's good to whiskey. 92 proof. 
There you go. Kentucky wow. straight bourbon whiskey. Very special small batch, according to the fine print. Jay, you want a rock steady Justice League game? Jay's like, I can nah. I like, like yes. I, said, <laughs> I, I, I like all the Arkham games. I can't think of any one of that I didn't enjoy playing. You know, they they just got better through each iteration. So if they're thinking of a Justice League game, personally, I don't know what story they could do that would work. But they haven't failed me yet, so I would trust them with the with the property. I will say that I feel like an Arkham-style game with all of the Justice League in it would be a little tough to pull off. By, by no means am I saying uh, it shouldn't happen. I just, you know, it, that's not that's not easy. Yeah, but I mean, a company like Rocksteady with their background, you would trust, right? Like, if anybody's I mean, going to do it, I, then I, that's the I, company. I, I, I give it a shot without question. Like, it's like, you know, by no means would it be a thing where I'd be like, oh, well, I don't know. But, you know, but I would definitely be cautious just because, uh, like, what you do with Batman is fantastic. That doesn't, there's nothing about that that translates necessarily to Superman or Wonder Woman. And then we're not even getting into, like, the characters beyond them that are, like, you know, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, like that's even harder. You know what I mean? So yeah, but they've like, they've done a good job with the with the Batman stuff. I mean, there the Arkham Knight was a great take on on Jason Todd, which I didn't even see coming. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I mean I, I, what I'm saying though is like that's all the same like type of character. It's like if you make a good fighting system for Batman, you can make a great fighting system for Dick Grayson or Jason Todd or Tim Drake. You just well, I'm not even to. I'm not even talking about game dynamics. I'm just talking about story wise. Well, and and so I if that's what you're talking about, I would agree with you that Rocksteady will probably give you. A decent story but the gameplay has to be good too because it's a video game mm, i've played some bad games with great stories hell i'll even i'll throw in final fantasy 7 as not great gameplay but amazing oh, story listen and you know okay, what if they re- just, when they when they put out the re- argument when they put out the remake i'm gonna buy it because it's such oh, a great Lord, story listen you're not listen. gonna you're not gonna play the remake if they if they redo it I didn't say that, but what I will say is, like, there's so much wrong for me, or not wrong, but there's so much that makes me question the Final Fantasy VII remake. But, you know, for you to say, you know, it doesn't have great gameplay, that just means that you don't like JRPGs, which is which is okay. I love JRPGs no, until you get to no, the point don't. where you have to grind for five hours. You can't say, I love JRPGs, but then be like, oh, well, Final Fantasy VII doesn't have good gameplay. It's like, like, look, I love Final Fantasy VII. I spent hours coaching people playing Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> but but what is it about Final Fantasy VII's gameplay that's lacking? If you well, like JRPGs, it's you not like that grinding. Yeah, it, it gets rep- when you, there's you a point where you have to grind. To, you do. Yeah, you do. You do. You really I don't. don't. Think so. Especially if you want to get the Knights of the Round. Yeah. Or you want to beat well, yeah. the, the Ultima weapons? One thing in the whole game. Yeah, but it takes five hours to do it. But what's that have to do? Like, you don't have to do that. Yes, you do. If you want to, like, get if the you full want to experience. win, yeah. No, no, you can win without Knights of the Round. Barely winning. <laughs> Barely winning. It's like if you want to be completionist, sure. 
Big but, man you know, in chat says Final Fantasy IX story better than Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy IX, we went back to cartoonish, right? That's where the main yeah. character has a monkey yeah. tail. Yeah, uh, I did. I have never played Final Fantasy. It IX. was I, I love nine. <sighs> really? Yeah, I know I really it came like out on other systems recently, so yeah. maybe I'll try that. Final Fantasy VI has a better story than seven to me too. Look, yeah. if we're just talking story alone. Six, eight, six, and eight for sure. Better story because yeah. let, let, let's be honest. Six Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Seven. The story is kind of stupid, especially how they ended. Where uh, eight and six make a lot more hey, sense. Hey, spoilers. I didn't say how they ended. I just oh, said it's stupid. I thought you. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, no, it, Final Fantasy Seven gets all the props it does because of the moment in time it came out and the the graphical leap that it made. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It and that is worth mentioning. It's just not like the best Final Fantasy. It's just it it got to be in the right spot. You know what I mean? Like they had to make a, a, another game and two movies to explain what's happening in seven. <laughs> no, they had to make more. They, it was like ten games. I know there was the the Vincent Valentine game, right? Then there was one for like the Engage. I don't think that counts. No, it counts. That, <laughs> then I know they made that movie. The, yeah, yeah. I forget the name of it now, but it was a it was Advent Children. Yeah, there, there you go. That Fi- one. Final. Final Fantasy Seven is the Wolverine of Final Fantasies, but yeah, he's awesome. But <laughs> as like, as they remake it, think, and that's okay. As <laughs> like, they remake okay. it, I'm gonna buy it when it whenever they remake it in whatever console they're planning on remaking it. I I won't lie, like I, I you all remember, like I was shocked that the Final Fantasy Seven remake was not turn based. I'm like, everybody's just cool yeah. with that. Wait, it's not turn based? No, it's it's like no. fifteen. Like, it, like that's why I got fifteen because I knew like that's how they're gonna do seven when it finally comes out. No, it's 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 an action RPG. Like yeah. I spent hours with a chick I had a crush on, like just to help her get like the golden chocobo. <laughs> That was some quality time I've spent. Man, I love Final Fantasy VII. And she erased my game data. <laughs> Speaking of uh, video games, uh, it looks like they're going to continue the story of the Spider-Man PS4 video game in comic form. And so they're releasing Spider-Man Velocity number one. And it's going to... Do you want that? It? it says... Like what it says is Dennis quote unquote hopeless Hollem. Did Dennis hopeless like get married or something? No, hopeless was his alias, but I guess now they have to credit him by his name. I guess. Like what do you mean? Like Dennis? That wasn't Dennis Hopeless's real name. Wasn't hopeless? It's about as real as mine is Magnum. So very mm. real. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I I was about to say. I'm just like okay. So okay. So what made him decide to change that? I think it's a a. a a crediting thing or a, a money thing because like on the cover it actually does say hopeless yeah it says right here uh, now when you type in dennis hopeless no. hopeless is at, so is, on, the, uh, on the book it says hopeless yeah okay so the person that the article you're reading says it in quotations yeah and that's yeah. what i was gonna no, say because that they copied that from from wikipedia it, it actually says dennis hallam and hopeless is like 
as a nickname. Like literally, yeah. though, literally, like Marvel, how Marvel's promoting it says Dennis, quote unquote, hopeless Hollem. Yeah. So yeah. that makes it feel like it's like a change. Because yeah. that was, I was like, I thought it was like, I, I wasn't certain if it was actually, well, I was assuming it was Dennis Hopeless, but at the same time, I'm like, well, what's this change for? That's that's why I'm asking. Did he get married or something? Like, is he cha- like what is what's happening? Like, why the quote unquote hopeless? So I don't know what that's all about. But it's Dennis Hopeless, and um, it's um, um, Emilio Lizo doing the art. So you know, I, I, I honestly I feel bad because I haven't finished playing that game, and I need to. I haven't either. Yeah, it was. It's fun. Uh, I just just other stuff came out, and I don't have as much time to play everything. So I got to finish that. And who knows? Depending on how that story ends, I might want to read that. Well, I like that uh, Spider Geddon tie-in. Yeah, yeah, that was the best part of Spider Geddon. I remember you all saying that. Turned out to be true. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's then... going nuts over the next crisis in the Arrowverse. Is that um the the season finale? For Flash, uh, the villain in there men- mentions, hey, I'll see you in the crisis. And then in the Arrow season finale, uh, the Monitor actually shows up and picks up uh, Oliver Queen. And then later on in the future, picks up Felicity Smoke. So obviously, they're already setting up the final crisis now. Word. And- <laughs> And Legends of Tomorrow don't give a shit about no crises. So, so the, they're, they're crossing over already is what you're saying? They're Yeah, they're already setting up the final crisis. They're already talking about it. It's not like it's just going to be like, whenever the episode is supposed to start, that's when shit happens. Like the end of the the season finale of Arrow was Oliver Queen going with the with the monitor. Because they had to do something for the crisis. Mm, okay. So that, that's like half of my news stories are talking about that. Like theories and all that kind of <laughs> bullshit. So I figure I'd mention it because apparently that's important. That's what's happening. I'd rather talk about the uh, the villain covers of the August solicitations of, of DC Comics. But that's just me. What's in those? Really cool covers where like the villains are beating up the heroes. <laughs> like, I, I, like I like the Batgirl one because not not really because she because Batgirl is being beaten up by some villain, but I just like the image of it, it's Batgirl like falling. I should probably post this in chat. Yeah, uh, it's Batgirl falling, but they make her cape look like bat wings, which is kind of a, a cool little. Thing. Oh crap! I lost it. Oh, here oh it no! No, I found it. it. It's just a really cool image that I, I like looking at. I would buy this book just for that for that cover. It's a really cool cover. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's images like the the Batman one has. It looks like Bane's about to break his back, and there's another one. The Batman and the Outsiders is Ra's al Ghul with like a power sword thing going on. So it, it's a it's a villains thing. It's it's cool. Honestly, I don't know what is going on because I haven't caught up to what what uh, I haven't caught up in all these stories. So I I can't say for sure what's going on. Obviously, something with the villains. But there there's some there's some really cool covers. There it's just if you like art, then it's a it's a good month for for cover art. Mm. 
last week's episode of what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. had blade in it really yeah i heard about that i heard well i read something about that i didn't care enough to read the whole story but not just blade but uh the movie blade right home dude yeah well it's Wes- wesley snipes and it's like oh, but they didn't call him blade because oh he's just a daywalker he didn't feel like he needs to come in here he's only a half vampire he's like well he still gets to say and then the um tilda swinton she plays a vampire in a movie i forget the name with the guy loki um they're vampires in that movie and she plays that vampire in that show the same uh, they don't say it's the same character because they don't own it you know but she's wearing that outfit like really yeah and then they literally had like unofficial cameos right and then danny trejo plays i guess a vampire from dust till dawn that's funny yeah shit like that is that show good oh yeah it's great the movie is, is I really like the movie and I was afraid that this wasn't gonna be good as a movie, but it, it's good. It's the uh the Waititi verse. Waititi verse. Yeah, Taika Waititi created it. Waititi verse. Yeah. So the movie takes place in New Zealand and this the show takes place in Staten Island. Okay. The end. But yeah, Blade was in it and I was like, oh cool. And then there's a new story that he might be cut returning as Blade, but it's not really. He just posted a picture of him in the getup, but ultimately he says there's still things that need to be worked out, which means they probably, they're probably going to cast somebody else. <laughs> I mean, he still wow. looks like that, right? I'm sorry? Like, he still looks like He that. looks the same. Like, yeah, yeah black on crack. He actually, I feel he looks better now. Yeah, he might. Oh, because he's got that those prison muscles? Yeah, so he, like, he... <laughs> He's, he's more, not been in prison for a long time now, right? He's been for a while. He was there for a little bit. Yeah, like like four years but, or something. But, but I'm saying he's, but been he's, out. Been, he's been out for like, for like 10. <laughs> right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, right. Yeah, maintenance, though. Maintenance. He always had muscle. It's easier to maintain a muscle than, than to create one. <laughs> Mo would know. Mo's on my side. <laughs> I lost so, all the muscles. Right. But, so turns mm, out, oh, go ahead. No, I just never mind. I don't know why you guys hate me so much. <laughs> so it turns out Jonathan Hickman got Marvel to basically uh cancel all the X titles so that he could relaunch them. Which, That's so crazy. Yeah. Which we, we knew Jonathan Hickman was gonna be taking the over the X mantle with uh House of X and Power of X. But what we didn't know until recently is that those will be the only X-Men books that you can buy, period. And it's like, wow. Like, but, I mean, obviously, I, I'm a Hickman fan, so that's not necessarily a problem for me at this point. <laughs> you know, I reserve the right to have a problem with it later. But uh, it's interesting just because Lord knows that Marvel loves printing up a whole bunch of X-Books. Like, I feel like right now, if you want to get an X-Book, you have... It, you you have at least eight or nine to choose from, and that's not even counting like individual series. So it's like I'm not talking about like X23 or Wolverine or you know I think no, no actually Gambit doesn't have a series right now. I feel oh you know Domino has their own series right now, and you know wh- whether or not you want to count Deadpool, which he usually has at least two series. You know what I'm saying like those I didn't count those in the eight or nine. So. <laughs> 
So, but so for Jonathan Hickman to like kind of pull rank enough to be like, I'll come on and do this. But what I need is for there to be these books and that's it. So come July, that's all the that's all the X-Men that you're going to get to be able to read until I'm sure. I don't know if it's going to be till the end. I don't know how long Jonathan Hickman's going to be on the books. I don't know if it's going to be a thing where he's going to do this for like a year and then they'll spin out into a few different series or if it'll just be the two and that's it but it'll be interesting to see how it goes Wait, so it's just two just two house of x power of x hmm. so my wallet will say thank you unless they decide to be like oh well these are ten dollar books <laughs> these are these are eight dollar books right <laughs> exactly Oh, dollar books. I look. I might draw the line. There's an old man quill, huh? Yeah. There's an old man quill book. Yeah. I, I hear it. It's a decent book. Mm, okay. I don't read it though. Um, Marvel is also teasing Spider Gwen no more, and they did an homage cover to when Spider Man no more happened. Oh, that's cool. A classic, and uh, that's gonna happen in Spider Gwen Ghost Spider number ten out July. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. There's nothing, no other information other than the cover, but it looks cool. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I've seen two covers for that. One, she's like going to, the the suit in the trash can is the same, but then she looks like she's going to go play drums or something. And then another yeah. one, the, the, it's in an alley like the Spider-Man No More one. Which one's the right one? The one that we got was the one in to play drums. The one that you're seeing says it's the cover for number eight for Radioactive Spider Gwen back in 2015. Okay, so they are two of them. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because there was a, um, I can't, I don't, I'm trying to think of what it was for, but there was an alternate an alternate cover um for a spider-man book recently and it was a take on that that spider-man no more cover Mm -hmm. but instead of it being the perspective from the alley it was the perspective from the street and it was pretty cool because it was like literally like a regular street scene but with peter parker like coming out the alley oh wasn't it um was it life story oh you know what that's a good question i don't know have those been coming out on time? Yeah, yeah, they're on three right now. Oh, jeez. Three okay. is the eighties, right? Catch up. I think yeah, I think three is the eighties. And it, it looks like he's wearing the venom suit, but he's in a coffin. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why it's But It was a cool cover just because I mean it's literally the same scene just from a different perspective. And of course, because it's from a different perspective, it it it, it has a whole completely different feel to it because it's kinda like, you know, it's it's the perspective as if you were just like man on the street like it doesn't seem like anything dramatic is happening it's just a guy walking out the alley with into everybody else you know but yeah. it's 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 an interesting take cuz obviously that that cover and that scene or that scene i should say is so iconic that it's like you can't even really think about it like as anything other than being like that <laughs> so yeah it's cool if i can find it i'll put it into into discord yeah that's all I got for news. Mm, is there anything else? I feel like we're missing something, but I could be wrong. Tiger Claw posted something about Mysterio coming out after Far From Home, but I didn't want to do that story because <laughs> I don't want him to come back. Well, there's not much to it, just that 
he might be he might show up in another movie, which just means he doesn't die in Far From Home, which yeah. Spider Man doesn't kill, so that's not like I don't know. Crazy. This Spider Man's doing all sorts of stupid shit. He does activate murder mode or whatever right. he calls it in, in Endgame, which is another reason why Endgame is stupid. And he's like he's wanna be the next Iron Man. Yeah. Ugh, I hate MCU Spider Man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, like, yeah, let's get out of here then. Well, that's not what I meant when I said okay, but if that's what you mean. Yeah. I mean, that's that's totally different. <laughs> Jay, why don't you give me some final thoughts? Jay. Can you hear me? Now we can, yes. But now we can't. <laughs> what? Final thoughts, Jay. Um, can you hear me? Right now we can, <laughs> yes. All right, Starco's official. What's official? Starco. Starco? Yes, the pairing of Star Butterfly and Marco Diaz. They're together now. I don't know what he's saying. I like I think I know what he's saying. I just don't know what the significance is. Like I don't know what he's talking about. What are you talking about, Joe? Star Butterfly and Marco Diaz are dating now. Who are those people? They're characters from Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Ah, okay, gotcha. That's a good cartoon. Yes, it is. Not that I watch cartoons, but <laughs> but if but if you did, you'd watch that one. Yeah, I would recommend that. Gotcha. Strong female character does a good job of killing evil. <laughs> gotcha. And the kids aren't as annoying as I normally find kids. Uh, this is breaking news. Uh, Brian Polito's newest graphic novel on Kickstarter, uh, La Muerta, number one, just hit its Kickstarter goal. It tripled it in... And, I guess in a, like a couple hours. Sounds like I need to get a hold of that side of the family. Yeah. Okay. So Brian like he launched it and it tripled its goal like yeah. really quick. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oscar, final thoughts. Today's the fifteenth, right? Yes. Yeah. So it went live today, and in like a couple hours, it tripled its goal. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oscar, final thoughts. There's a new Odd World game coming out soon. It was just announced. Uh, Odd World Soulstorm. It, it's a sequel to Abe's Odyssey. Also, Rick and Morty in November. Woo! 
Yeah. Muzz Magnum, final thoughts. Watch what we do in the shadows. And fuck MCU Spider-Man. <laughs> For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Until then, go ahead and follow us on all our social media. Join the Facebook group. Jump on Instagram with us. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Fantastic Forum only on allgames.com. <laughs>